Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi guys, welcome to episode 106 of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. So today I have a fellow Southern girl on the podcast with me. I was introduced to Tiffany Teal through the Badass is the New Black podcast and I instantly fell in love with how positive she was. Basically, I'm drawn to that, but not only that, she went from being a leader in the corporate world to realizing that's not where she wanted to be and she created a life where she now has the freedom to set her own pace. And so I I love that she's not settling for less than what she ultimately knows she can have. And now though, she's helping others feel it's possible for them to do the same and create their own business as well as creating their own website, which is crucial in today's world. So she's also created a course to basically hold your hand in creating your very own website where you design it and she makes it very possible. So I think it's so awesome and I'm excited to chat with Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. So nice to meet you. Hey, Heidi. How are you today? Thanks for having me. I am so good. It's um, Monday when we are recording this and it's a little cloudy here. I I don't know why I always like to talk about the weather. I think it's like my way of breaking the ice. (laughs) But how now you are, where are you? I'm south of Atlanta, about an hour. um, And it's really blue skies and sunny here. So oh, I'm jealous. Okay. All right. Well, it's cloudy here, but it's okay. Cold, but yeah, it's cold. It's cold here, but it, you know, there's very few clouds in the sky and I'm looking at blue skies in front of me. Okay, good. Well, I'm happy that you are. So I was introduced to you, um, as I said before, through Chrissy Chen's podcast, which I loved your episode. And, you know, it's her, her podcast is so good. And your information was really, really helpful. Um, so for our listeners today, can you give a quick sort of rundown of what you do and what makes you so awesome? You're sweet. Thanks. Um, Well, I want to start first real quick and just reiterate that I heard you on Chrissy's podcast as well. And so that's how I first came across you, your podcast. I quickly fell in love with your Southern accent (laughs) and um, I had to find your podcast online. And that's when I quickly became not only a listener, but a fan. So when you called, I was really excited. I think after listening to several... Yeah. After listening to several of your episodes, I quickly came to realize that we had very similar backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So I I thought it might be fun for your listeners to know what I think is similar between us, um, which really starts with our background of um, family environment. I'm actually the oldest of six kids. I think you're one of a few yourself. I was also related. Yes, I'm second to the oldest. Okay. Yes. Wow. There you go. I'm the oldest. There's five girls and one brother. He's the baby. Oh my gosh. Yep. Four uh, girls. We were boy. raised in a very yeah. How about that? Crazy. We were um our environment was also a very religious home. 
in a very strict church environment. Um, And while I'm not ashamed of my church background or, you know, the background that my parents raised us with, like you're not, um, you know, I think we both have acknowledged that it's made us who we are. It was, however, an environment that made me question whether my dreams were too big. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, And I think that from listening to some of your background you can relate to that. So yes. I thought I'd point that out. <laughs> yes. Okay. That is so interesting to me. In fact, I, um, I have a, a book that is being completely edited right now. It's, it's being finished anyway. I've already written it and it talks a little bit about that, about how, where did those dreams come from? Like when you grow up in the country and you don't know, I didn't know anybody that was really, you know, had, bigger dreams than I did. I mean, it was crazy. I didn't see that. Uh, so it, I don't know where they mm-hmm. came from, but I always felt it deep inside of me that I was, there was something awesome that was going to happen. And, and it just, you know, I think when you're raised with that and maybe everybody feels that way, I don't know. Do you think everybody feels that way? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think they feel that way. I mean, maybe they do. And, you know, maybe they just don't know how to let it out because of personality differences. But yeah. no, I think some people are just satisfied with what they're what given in everyday life. They don't really think about more. Well, you know what? I can tell you this that the people that are listening to this podcast, they think something awesome is going to happen from their life. So that I know. And I love that aspect of it because we're, that's really people that are not looking at, at bigger, the bigger picture or dreaming big or probably not listening to podcasts um, and certainly not the wildly successful lifestyle podcast. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about certainly. that. Um, I love to talk about like creating your own version of wildly successful lifestyle. And you used to be in the corporate world, which I love because I also was in the corporate world. And then you went into real estate. Am I right on that? You are right. Yes. So I did the same thing. And um, the one thing I don't love, I didn't love about real estate because I thought I was going to be in real estate forever. I loved it so much, but the hours were crazy. Mm -hmm. Like you could not set your own time. So that was kind of an issue for both of me. Like nine to five work didn't work for me. Working on the weekends didn't work for me, you know? So, but you kind of created your own life too, where you were sort of, you, you, you know, you created this life where you have your, you set your own hours. How did you make that jump? You know, I was in the nine to five grind for 10 years or longer. Um, but I'd watched during that time, my husband build his business from scratch. And when my corporate opportunity no longer brought me joy, I started to want what he had. So, yeah, I mean, I remember laying on the beach in the Bahamas one day, reading a book and just thinking light bulb, you know, there's opportunity for me to have more, do more impact others lives as opposed to just, being the tech geek that I was in my right, right. my job that day, you know. So um, if anybody knows me, you know, they would tell you that I'm a social butterfly. And people in the industry of real estate, you know, yes. know 
like, I don't know, you're attracted to that. I think from the outside yeah. looking in on real estate, if you're social, you're like, Ooh, fun. This would be a great fit for me. Yeah. And I think it was, and I enjoyed it for the time that I was there. I certainly pictured myself loving that opportunity for a mm -hmm. long time. Um, but as far as making the jump, you know, I knew I was smart enough to know, like, you don't just quit your job to start something new without a plan. Right. So I put a plan in place. My husband and I sat down with um, our financial advisor and said, okay, how can we make this happen? What things do we need to do first before I leave my job and start a totally different career? Right. And um, shoot, about six, seven months later, I was like, okay, checklist is done. Can I leave? Can I quit? You know? Uh, <laughs> so tell us, what, do you, exactly. what exactly do you do? Tell everybody what you do. Okay, so I am a web designer, um, the creator of Wix tutorials and courses, um, but my heart is in the business of encouraging women entrepreneurs yes. to inspire action, growth, success, and the opportunity to live your best life every single day. I love it. I love it. I, I you know, what's so interesting to me is the combination of being technical. I had a, a, a mentor and she's a good friend who is also very, uh, I guess you'd call it left-brained, but she was also very um, good with people, you know? So I think that combination is so powerful and you have that because you are obviously good with technology, but you're also a people person, which is why you were successful in real estate. Same with me. Like I was, I loved real estate. And I think when you love people in general, you know, that works. So, but being able to impact more than just the one-on-one, -on -one, um, and I, and that's that's where I think we have a lot in common is where I just want to I like to impact lives, right? And you want to do the same thing. So, how much do you think, like mindset-wise, like was it a was it a huge mindset um, shift? that made you where you knew you could take that jump? Because I know a lot of people, they're like, oh, I, I want to do this, but they're scared. Um, how much of that was mindset for you? It was a hundred percent mindset. Yeah. You know, wow. one thing That's about me is, well, I'm not afraid to try. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot that scares me. So I'll try. Um, and with that though comes failure, right? Yes. But, you know, you don't have success without failure. John Maxwell, I learned that from him back at the first conference I ever went that he spoke at back in my real estate days. Yep. I will say one thing that um, I loved about being in that industry and being surrounded with realtors were that everybody was so driven. Mm -hmm. Everybody I was surrounded with. And we did conferences and seminars all the time. And yes. I would say that that season of my life um, was the most impactful because I learned so much from so many people who have had success ahead of me, you know, and I've right. learned, I just soaked it in. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, that's something I think that most people that when I interview successful people, most of them have that in common. They are taking in. They're not afraid to grow. They're not afraid to learn, but they're also not afraid to fail because we know that's part of if you're not if you're not failing, you probably aren't trying too much, you know. So 
<laughs> yeah. hundred percent. It's okay to fail. And, and that's what everybody has to realize is that, yeah, the only time that you lose is if you quit. And, you know, so I think I love that idea because when you fail, you just, you just, you, you have to learn something from it and keep going, you know, because it's easy to just say, oh my gosh, I'm, I, I just failed at that. I'm no good. And let your brain take over and say, just stop, be comfortable, be okay with where you are. And that is not either one of us right now. Our brains. Now, does your brain tell you that though? It, it does. I think so because it's, you know, Heidi, I'm not sure when it was that I had a mindset shift when it came to that, but failure just has never been an option to me. Yeah. It's just not an option, you know? And one thing that I learned from Chrissy that really helps me avoid that imposter syndrome of failure is that, um, you have the opportunity to redefine what failure means. And so she helped me redefine failure to where I can never fail. Of course, I'm not perfect at everything that I'm trying to do. And there is, you know, failure there. But if it doesn't look like failure, because like, a, and failure is not a bad thing. Yeah. Then it doesn't affect you this way. That's right. That's right. It's so true. You get to define. It's just like we each get to define what our version of a wildly successful lifestyle is. I mean, we we can define that. And so if you define it by the standards of someone else, you may be disappointed. But if you define it for yourself and you're like, this is what makes me happy. And that is going to change, by the way. You're not always going to have the same version of what that looks like. Um, and we're, you know, you, we talked about moving from corporate to real estate, uh, to now both of us are working uh, with online things. I mean, we're doing our business the way we want to. So, um, one question that I have is I feel like as I progressed and I want to see if this is the same for you, uh, I went from the corporate world to real estate to now I'm doing an interior design was, will always be a, a, a very big part of my life. I know that, but now I'm mainly focused on my podcast and doing online work. And so, but I never was unhappy. Like it was always like, oh, I love this, but there's something different or more. Oh, I love this and I, I'm happy with this, ah, but that isn't just right. So it wasn't that I was unhappy and I was looking for happiness. It was more, I was happy and that there were just subtle shifts that kind of moved me along. My gut kind of drove the change rather than searching for happiness. Um, it's almost like you need to be happy or you have to be happy and then do something. Do you, have you found that? Like, it's not like you were searching for happiness or, or maybe you were, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. That's my question to you. Yeah, no, I think that living in the moment is super important. So being your best at what your current, current opportunity is, is part of generating happiness right? You have to be making the best out of the cards you were dealt until you can change them. Right. And so I don't know that I was ever necessarily looking for that next thing until it was obvious. Right. And so I was just doing my best what I had, right? And what I was doing because I was there and I was enjoying it. Um, I love that. 
I've, yeah, I, I would say that that is um, the kind of where, how my gut controls or contributes my next move. But it's just really like, okay, I didn't fail at real estate. Um, I will say the 2008 um, housing crisis yeah. kind of contributed to my shift yeah. from yeah. real estate. But in that, I was able to recognize what I was actually loving about it the most and where I was thriving. How was I spending my time? You know, reflecting on what I did. And so moving forward, what have I learned that I love about that? And how can I spend more time doing that? And what did you love about and it? Tell us what you I loved, loved the marketing. Yeah. And the tech, I mean, I'm kind of a tech geek. I have been since the 90s. I yeah. mean, since tech really became a thing. And so, you know, I'm always kind of con connected to technology in some form or fashion. Like okay. you mentioned, I am a people person as well. So finding a way to, you know, combine both technology and um, relationships was really important to me and really how I think I've evolved into what I'm doing now because yeah. now I'm really selective with the type of people that I work with because I want to spend my time around a certain type of person. I love it. You know, that's, it's kind of like a talent stack, right? So you, as you grow, you're, you have, you real you recognize, okay, I'm really good at that. And um, I'm really good at that. And I don't enjoy that. Um, so I won't let's, so once you figure out the things that you love and that you're good at you, it's a powerful tool and, and being able to be adaptable and evolve is so important. And I think people, you know, if you're listening and you're, maybe you're not loving what you're doing, but you are good at it, you know, take aspects of that and realize what, how, figure out, ask your, ask the universe, ask your brain, put the question out there of how can I do this? What can I do that I love will allow me to live the lifestyle that I have and it'll come, you know, it, it just will. So, um, all right. Yep. So then let's talk about your online business I mean, your website is beautiful. Um, I also like Thanks. usually pop-ups, those little things that pop up bother me and yours don't like, they don't annoy me at all. I, I, okay. So that tells me that it's well-designed. Honestly, Yes, okay. honestly, I am. Being, like I would, okay. I'm one of those people like I would just say nothing. <laughs> I would just be like, your website's beautiful. But no, I'm telling you that your your pop ups don't bother me. So how? OK, so they're well designed. Right. So that's that's Thank interesting. Um, how did website development become your thing? And how are you helping others like realize their dream through that through your dream? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. I mean, after, you know, a few years where in my corporate, so all the way back to my corporate job, I mean, I've been developing websites for back then it was for our company's intranet sites, which okay. were um, like my organization sites that were just internal. That's the difference between an internet site and an intranet site. Intranet is an, for an internal organization. It's not open to the World Wide Web. It's secure and only people within the organization can access it. Um, so I was doing that that long ago. You know, I learned to code in school and it supported what I did there in my corporate job. And so through the years after stepping into these different roles, I've always 
helped either my husband with his website for his business or other friends and families um, website development and stuff. And I freelanced here and there. And then honestly, after becoming a mom and having some years to be a full-time mom and sit and enjoy that, I was provided the opportunity to really dwell on what, what would I do in the future? Right. And what would life look like? So I would say that it was two requirements that kind of drove me to what I'm doing now. And that was work came second to momming. Okay. And the second requirement was that I couldn't be tied to a location. And so pretty much a past client called requesting a website redesign. Yeah. <laughs> and I just took the opportunity to go back into freelance web design. I love and it. I just kind of got back into it. Um, so combined with the other things I was doing in my mother community yes. locally, um, I think what I'm doing now is kind of inspired you know, from that. So as far as helping others, you know, find their dreams through websites, you know, it kind of sounds funny, but a strong online presence allows you to build a brand and gain credibility, you know, that's needed to attract more customers. So what I do is really more than creating pretty websites. I want others to create a life they really love. So I'm locking arms with go-getters who are taking steps towards that life. And getting a business or a brand online with the right copy and a design that helps solve a problem will convert clients. So when you have a website that does the heavy lifting for you, your time is freed up to be spent elsewhere. So that's kind of my contribution to other people's dreams coming true through a website, right? To have your dreams come true, don't you need some time to do that and to be focused on that? Yes, so you gotta free up some time to put into that. That's right. Well, and and it's today in today's world, you have to have a website. <laughs> I mean, even restaurants. I mean, even places where you don't never really thought about it. It's like, why would I need a website? But everybody really, if you're trying to do something business oriented in the world today, you need a website, and it needs to be good. Um, so, and, and I think that what you said, copy, and for people who don't understand what that is, it's just basically the verbiage that you use to communicate. Yeah. yeah. And that's huge. Yeah. It's right. so huge. And that's not easy. I can tell you it's not. And I'm, I'm I'll use myself as an example. Um, the hardest work I've ever done was my own website. Yeah. I, um, when I first put it out there, I threw up everything on my mind and put it on my website because I didn't know where to cut back. Mm -hmm. You know, I can help other people do it, but I had the hardest time editing my own copy. Oh yeah. Um, and it literally came down to, um, finding a copywriter who I connected with well enough that could really help me clarify my message and cut out all the fluff. Love you got to be direct and you got to solve a problem. And they have to know, like, there can be no confusion, right? I, I, I read that. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not technology 
I'm not hugely technology savvy. Like I think that there's things you're good at and you have to recognize that, right? So uh, it seems mm -hmm. like every second technology changes. Um, there's always new stuff. So, but having the basic website with the information on there of exactly telling them exactly what to do, because people's brains all work the same for the most part. We all have that same desire to, um, to be told what to do, not really to be told what to do, but let, just, what do I do? Just tell. I tell that you're right. I actually use that phrase with every one of my clients. I'm like, you cannot be afraid to tell your readers exactly what to do. Your site visitors need to come and be directed exactly where you want them to go, what you want them to do. It's a journey and you've got to take them on it. And if it's not clear, they're going to leave. Yeah. So how long do we have to get their attention for that? Oh, you have seconds. Like three, right? Isn't it? Seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I know. Between three. What was that? Mm-hmm. Between three and seven seconds. Okay, so so let's talk about that for a second. That's short. That is minutia. And I'm telling you, it's true because when I get to, a, okay, so let's say I follow a link, which, you know, you got to be very, very convincing for me to follow a link, right? I have to be like, hmm, I'm really interested in that. And then once you get there, if it's, yeah, if it doesn't tell you exactly what to do, you're kind of like, oh, well, I have nowhere, I, so I, I'll give you an example this morning. I had a, a company that I follow that's a lighting design and they wanted me to go to this link and vote for them for lighting design to be the best lighting designer. And I'm like, well, I think they are. So I will do that. So I pull up this link and I mean, it's like, I had no idea where to go. And there were so many other things going on that after like five minutes, and I, that's a long time because I really like this lighting company. I, I said, oh, I have no idea what I'm doing here. In fact, I'm so over this and I just stopped. So I didn't get to vote for them because I had no clue where to go or what to do. And I, I know there are websites that are like that. So I'm, I, and I know that your website's good because when I pull it up, you do tell me exactly what to do, you know, and I love that. So, so how do you though, with all the, let's, let's talk about technology for a minute, because I know that the copy, copywriting and the verbiage of the website has to be really good, but it, technology is so important. And it seems like there's new technology every second. How do you stay up to date with that? You're right. Technology is constantly evolving and improving upon itself. So it can be super overwhelming. <laughs> um, you know, this can be intimidating for people who don't enjoy technology for sure, but it can also be overwhelming for people who love tech because we want to know all the things. Right. Uh, but guess what? I don't have time to be great at all things tech. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I just limit my tech footprint. I focus on staying current with just a few things that make the biggest impact on my business. And I think that's the key. Focus on what makes the biggest impact on what you're trying to do and accomplish. And then just focus on those few things. I like that a lot because I, I think that that is, um, can be applicable to any part of our life, right? Because in, in a world where information is so easily gathered and so easily um, put out there. I mean, you can, you have got to get back to basics and it's easy to overwhelm, be overwhelmed with everything. But if you just get back to basics, like 
sales sheet. Like that's you all, you sent me a sales sheet, you know, for our, for your course, which I'm so excited to talk about, you know, and those things where people are just like, Oh, I know exactly what that is. And it's so simple, but sometimes you get so ornate and you feel like you got to know everything and you don't, you just need to be in contact with someone maybe that does know it like you with your website information and somebody else that does this and somebody else that does that. And the internet is so good right now. So like, I am not a graphic designer. So what I do is I'll go to like Fiverr. Do you ever do Fiverr? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, yes. I farm out the things that I'm not good at. And so I think that is what you're saying is that, you know, figure out what you're good at and then don't try to understand every ounce of technology. Let somebody else maybe do that for you if you don't want to do that. So, and I love that. I mean, I think yeah. that's good. I mean, you know, a lot of us are DIYers. We want to do it all by ourselves, And yes. we're going to talk about um, people like that in just a minute, because I have a huge place in my heart for that type of person, probably because I'm a lot like that myself. But um, you've got to know, it, I mean, if you're going to do business, you've got to focus on the tasks that bring you a return on your investment with your time. Or otherwise, I mean, you're wasting time that could be spent making money and so you have to know and how to prioritize tasks and learning all the technology, you know, is just not typically going to make you more money. Right. So you might as well either find someone that you can barter with, yes. you know, get creative. Yes. And find someone you can barter with or go to the websites like Fiverr and find, you know, someone who will do a good job for you for less, less cost. I mean, yeah. even Etsy, you can get graphic design on Etsy for $12, $13. It's crazy, you know, and it puts people like me in a situation where we're, we cringe. We're like, but there, that here's the thing. There's enough business to go around. That's right. You know, because there's people who want to pay me for my design skills and there's people who are never going to spend their money with me. Um, so I have courses for the people who are not going to ever pay me to do a design for them. Right. But, but I have a course for them because, you know, they fill my heart. They make my heart bigger. And I want to teach them how they can do it themselves which we'll get into, but yeah, I love um, that. I'm, I'm excited to talk about your courses. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about your courses because I, I, I love courses. Like I'll, I'll take them, but I don't take courses that I can pay someone to do if I don't enjoy it. So like, I would never probably take a course on creating a website. <laughs> I'll, I'll be your because client. You for that. know, you for that. Right. That's right. And that's, that's fine. I mean, there they are two different people, That's two right. different targets. Well, and you have to, some people will, like you said, be the client that takes your course and does it themselves and, and goes with it. And I love that. But then, but then there are people that just want to hand it to you and go, please do this. And, you know, it just depends on where you are in your life, you know, and a lot of us, 
in, are in different phases of life are looking. Now, sometimes people look for external things though to make them happy and go back to mindset a little bit, finding happiness where you are, you know, and finding happiness and then, and, you know, do you feel like you um, have found happiness where you are right now and you're kind of in that mindset and just things keep growing and growing with your online business because of that? I think people are attracted to happy people, yes. right? Um, so I think it's super important to be happy and to love what you're doing. If you want to attract other people that you want to spend time around and work for um, and impact, we're talking about impacting lives. If you want to impact other people, you've got to be attractive to them. So, I mean, I totally agree that a career is not going to determine your happiness. Um, but, you know, if you find yourself in a role or a job where you're not totally happy or um, it's not bringing you the joy that you want, here's what I, because I, I was there, right, in my corporate job. I did what I loved for almost 10 years with them before I found myself bored or just, you know, not complete. Like it wasn't fulfilling me anymore. So since then, and I think this is when I really learned to do it in, in the beginning, this is when these practices kind of became part of who I was, but I started putting myself through a little evaluation process that I thought I would share. Oh, um, and so I'll just ask myself a couple questions. So the first one is, what about this is not fulfilling? Number two, what would make this more fulfilling or add joy? And number three, what can I do to change my circumstances or role in order to get more fulfillment or joy from this? And then, you know, there's some sub sub things that you got to kind of look at when asking yourself that third question, like, do I have more to offer? Um, am I already offering 150% of myself in what I'm doing? Um, you know, does the lack of joy come from me or literally just the task? So if I'm working for someone else, does my boss even know that I have more to offer? Right. You know, what can I do to present myself as more valuable by doing the things that will bring me more fulfillment? And then if you are talking about working for someone else and not necessarily yourself, you got to make sure you can answer, well, how does the company benefit from this? And then present it because it's up to us to create the life that we want. So if we leave it up to someone else who doesn't know what life we want, you know, which is typically anybody besides ourselves, that's right. then we'll never live that life. That's right. I love that. I mean, okay. So, so then let's talk about that. Um, people that are in a position to where they like what they're doing, but they're not completely fulfilled. So then you find, you just self-evaluate. It really takes awareness of yourself. Like, what is it? What is it? What is it that I can do here to make it more fulfilling? And I, I think that's great because there are, sometimes you, people are in a situation where they're like, okay, I'm 75% happy here. Well, that doesn't have mm -hmm. to be the case. You know, you can make it where you're 95% happy. Let's do that. 
you know, and that's, it's really mm-hmm. about awareness and self, like self-evaluation, which I love that. So what, how do I, what can I do to make this, this better? Maybe you like the task that you're doing, but you don't love the people that you're working with, or maybe it's that you've loved the people that you're working with, but now you have something you're not comfortable addressing, you know, maybe you got to step into that fear and address the issue, you know, to get that fulfillment back and to, you know, create a positive energy around you, you know, maybe it's all in your head, you know, but you won't know unless you sit down and address and really dissect what is it about your current environment and situation that you're not loving. And is it worth leaving or would it be better suited to just fix the issues that are at hand? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a really good point. I mean, I, I think, and we are talking about happiness, you know, and happiness to me is pretty much the key to living a wildly successful lifestyle. That's one of the main ingredients for everyone. And that's across the board, right? No matter what your version is, happiness has to be part of it or else, I mean, I kind of don't think it's a successful lifestyle. So having a compelling future is what makes you happy. And Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins talks about this all the time is, you know, he can look at someone Mm -hmm. and he can tell you if they're happy or not by whether or not they have a compelling future. And so sometimes if someone's in a job where they feel like there's no growth, or they're in a position that there is no growth or they've never, you know, stepped forward and said, I want this next job. That to me, and you know, is is not a compelling future. And so sometimes I think people feel as long as they're comfortable, then they'll be happy. And for some people, like we were talking about earlier, that's true. You know, they, if, as long as they're comfortable, they're okay. But they, they, that is not our listeners, right? So I believe that we're put on right. to create not stagnate. And if we're in a situation where we feel stagnant, I know if for myself, um, I would be very unhappy. Um, and so that's why what you're doing is so important because you're helping people realize their dreams and the world is changing to where the online market is where most things are right now, especially with COVID. Um, online is the key. And so you, you're, you tell us a little bit about your course, talk to us about that a lot, because I'm, I'm interested in that very much since I've, since I've heard about it and we've talked about it. Okay. Well, I'm really excited to share this, of course. Um, yes. And I hope that your listeners hear the passion in it because this is totally my passion project. Um, as I mentioned, I work with women entrepreneurs a lot, and a lot of them are inspired mom bosses who are just getting started. So imagine yourself in that position. You've just spent two to 15 years raising kids. It's finally time to do um, what you're passionate about or follow your dreams. You're using social media to tell everyone which means spending all your extra time, including the wee hours of the morning, hustling your DMs to book the next client or get that next sale. So you know you need a website to manage all that hustle for you and free up your time. But if you spent the money with a professional designer, you're taking away from your family, which is exactly why you started this gig in the first place. Right. Right. Can you feel the dilemma? (laughs) With that comes stress. Yes. Yeah. And I've been there. 
I've been there, not with designing a website, because obviously I can do that for myself. But there are so many other areas of doing business that have caused me to feel the exact same way. So a few years ago, when online courses became really super, super popular, Mm -hmm. I made the decision that one day I would create a course that would be affordable and help mom bosses and small business owners and entrepreneurs alike all get online and make money. So I'm thrilled to tell you guys that my course is here. Design like a Wix export expert. That's the name of it. And it is a six week course with weekly in-depth live training, weekly Q&A sessions, video and tutorial recordings, downloadable PDFs, tools and templates, weekly assignments. I'm going to have hot seats, website audits and feedback and an online supportive community. And the best yet is the chance to launch your website that you designed in 30 days. Wow. So in it, you will uncover the master mindset of a designer. You'll master your Wix account. You'll design like an expert. You'll get familiar with the design tools within the Wix editor. And you'll optimize your visibility online. So if you're out there listening and you felt any of these things or you want to learn a new skill, join me because wouldn't it be awesome to stop hustling over all the social media and rock your online presence on your own terms? Yeah. Having a clear concept is super key to standing out online. I love it. It's so true. It's so true. And to be able to do that on your own, because it, it, it costs, it, it costs thousands of dollars. Let's be real. If you're, if you were to pay sure. someone like I've paid for my website, right. And, and it's thousands and thousands yeah. of dollars to do it, or you could learn to create it on your own. So that is the course. Yeah. And you, and you have, this um, is, go ahead. I was just going to say, this is an opportunity and you kind of said, set me up to share this aspect of it and put it into this perspective. It does. It costs thousands of dollars to build a website for me to build your website for you. Mm -hmm. So this is a co-creative opportunity where not only do you learn the skills to design and maintain your website on your own, but to get an expert's um, professional assistance, right? So I'm going to hold your hand through the process and make sure that you walk away with a functioning website that's not just beautiful, but it's purposeful. And it's going to only cost you a fraction of my design fee to do that. And now you're left with a new skill set as well. That's, that's amazing. So when you say you hold their hand and you do an audit, so you're, you actually go in there and and work with them um, as like a online support. Yeah. So it's going to be online live training every week. So on Tuesdays, we're going to actually, I'm going to teach you how to use the tools and an order that you should be focused on doing things in so that you're so that the whole process is easier. You're going to get access to all the, the tools and the templates that I use for my um, clients, my paying clients and the, not just um, 
the way that I design, but you're going to get my workflow so that you're not wasting time jumping from one area of the design process to the other, but it's going to be a streamlined process, which is the only way that you'll accomplish launching in 30 days to six weeks. You know, the course is six weeks, but we have the opportunity to go ahead and launch it in four weeks, which is, you know, that 30 day timeframe. And then in the last two weeks, we're going to um, actually do hot seats where I am going to, you know, go in and actually audit your site with you in front of the class. And we're going to talk about what is really good. And then what, what do we need to tweak? What do we need to perfect? Done is better than perfect. You've probably heard Chrissy Chen say that before. Um, and I have used that for a long time, but it really, really became a part of my core over this past year when I had to design for myself. So as I mentioned, designing for yourself can be really, really hard, but this is going to be a perfect opportunity, um, you know, to do that. So I do want your listeners to know that registration is open through this Friday night at midnight, February 12th. And class starts on Monday, February 15th. February 15th. Okay. And you have created a, um, a a link for our, my listeners specifically. Is that right? Yeah, I sure did. So I've made connecting super simple. I put together a landing pages of resource just for you and Heidi's listeners. I'll put that in the show. Um, Perfect. Um, So this has links to everything we've talked about today, including my social media. Um, And all you need to do is jot down this URL and it's tiffanyteal.com forward slash Heidi dash Dawson. And I'm going to spell my name for you because it's, you know, um, not your typical Tiffany or Teal, but it's (laughs) T-I-F-F-A-N-I-E. T-E-E-L.com forward slash Heidi, H-E-I-D-I dash Dawson, D-A-W-S-O-N. And look, if you're like, Tiffany, no way. I don't want to design my own website, but I want someone like you on my team working to improve my um, online presence. Go to that link, connect with me, and let's talk because I can help you too. Awesome. I love that. And I will put all of this in the show notes so that if you want to go directly from the link from the show notes, uh, whether you're listening in Apple or Spotify, you you can, you can just go directly to the link and get in touch specifically with Tiffany, especially if you're like me and you would want someone one-on-one because you know, you're technologically challenged, but for those of you who want to do it on your own and, and it fits into your budget to do that, I encourage you to take a look at the link and figure out if that will work for you because I think it will. And I also think that that's a huge deal to be able to work with a professional for a fraction of the cost because you're getting a good deal with that. Um, You're kind of working one-on-one, really. I mean, if you think about it. So that's awesome, Tiffany. Thank you so much for doing It's simply a hand-holding experience. Yes. You're welcome. Okay. Well, this has been so much fun. I'm excited about your course. I cannot wait to see how it turns out. I know it's going to be fabulous and people are going to be creating their own website. And also just thank you for um, the conversation because I do feel like we have a similar upbringing and similar sort of, I don't know, projector for the way we're, we're moving forward. So I love that. 
Thanks for having me, Heidi. I've enjoyed talking to you one-on-one. It's um, been such a pleasure and it's been very nice to see your face and just connect. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.